welcome to Famous with Kate and Liz. And we are back with our Famous Leading Men series. Um, wow, if you missed the, um, oh my God, I almost said Kevin Bacon. <laughs> really got Kevin Bacon on the mind. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Who did we do last week? Richard Tiffany Gear. Yes, how could I forget Richard Tiffany Gear? I well, sure hope whoever you're covering has a good middle name. Yes. Oh, he doesn't. That's that's the stuff. Really Make let one up. me down. Really let me down, Kevin Michael Costner. Oh, boo. <laughs> Boring. That's right. I'm doing Kevin Costner this time. This week, uh, we continue. And with the everyman's everyman, really. And I think, you guys, I love Kevin Costner so much. <laughs> He's like my old man crush. So I'm going to try to not just ramble and fangirl out this entire episode. But... I just think I love, uh, he's every man's every man. He always plays <laughs> confident characters, you know? <laughs> I am here to keep you connected to the earth because I'm, no, I'm not going to let you get too far out there. I mean, I love Kevin Costner, but I think you love him a little bit more than I do. Oh, so I'm going to reel us back in from time to time. Yeah, thank you. No, just in I case, don't. just in case. I appreciate that. I really do because, <laughs> because, you know, sometimes you just get blinded by a silver fox. He's not really silver yet, yet though. He always keeps a little brown in there, but. Uh... <laughs> My God, I have not seen the man in like 45 years, but I assume he looks the same exact. I'm going to Google a picture of him right now. And I think <laughs> these episodes are perfect for like, everyone stop what you're doing and Google what we're talking about because it's always good to kind of like play along with us here yeah but we are talking about leading men this series so if you have suggestions for a leading man for the series or you just want to tell us your favorites we got some uh fan uh favorite comments from amber v talking about um oh my gosh who did she say she had some really good ones bill harris and someone else another great silver box that she loved um we just want to hear like who is your favorite leading man let us know on instagram at famous kate and liz kate with a c um that's like the best way to get in touch sure is i'm excited i love the episodes that you do and i get to just literally lay in my bed i mean you saw my recording studio <laughs> it's literally my bedroom my bed as well mine is in my <gasps> oh yes i'm just like so relaxed I got a little wine. I Casey do too. hear me slurring. Yeah. Oh, I what do you have? Um, I haven't had wine in a while. I have a um, local Vogel <gasps> bridal. <laughs> I, I don't oh. know the cheap the Vogel vineyard. <laughs> yes, the Vogels. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I just felt we were at the grocery store and I was like, I haven't had wine on a Sunday in a, I know. a long time, you know? So, yeah, I and, know. Uh, well it's almost summer so of course I have to have my little white wine spritzers yeah so smart I should have done that yeah I just love a good Sauvignon Blanc mixed with a little spin drift it's Mm. just it's like good and then I'll have that for like you know a couple weeks every few days I'll have a little and then I'm good good to go for next summer Start your summer. Start off on a bubbly note. I like it. Yes. So cheers. I will raise my glass. 
I'm assuming with you also, yes. to Kevin Costner. <laughs> you hope. Hopefully he doesn't get canceled. Is it, has he been canceled? Is he canceled? Who oh, knows? no. I don't know. I should Google this, too. Current, current drama happening with Kevin Costner. So that's also another reason I wanted to do it, because he's, like, in the headlines right now, unlike, you know, some of these leading men from the 90s and 80s. Yeah, um, well, they try, They get so far because they they kind of, like, just keep out of they do whatever they can to just like keep out of the limelight right. these days. Right. Totally. Um, yeah. I do not think he like is happy about being in the limelight. No, no, no. no. All righty. Uh, let's get into it. I, I loved how we started with some fun facts uh, last week. So I thought we would do that again. Uh, he doesn't have as many quirky facts as Richard Tiffany gear, no gymnastics scholarship or anything like that. did not attend our alma mater, but I did find some, stuff that was interesting I thought I'd start with so how does that sound I love this idea this was a great idea and this is your suggestion well you start off it kind of like hooks us in at the beginning you did the fun facts I was just like let's put those at the beginning instead of the end because then we're going to go into all the details so yeah loved it what a collaboration honestly yeah seriously okay so Let's get into it. Um, as you may know, probably where I first saw Kevin Costner is um, a lot of his movies have a baseball theme. So he's done Chasing Dreams, Bull Durham, Field of Dreams, For Love of the Game, and The Upside of Anger um, that are all baseball-related movies. And he tries to attend every College World Series baseball game that Cal State University Titans, um, Cal State University Fullerton Titans, his alma mater, plays in in Omaha. He was a walk-on um, for a tryout at Cal State Fullerton, but did not make the team. Um, but, like, still goes to every, you know, every uh, World yeah, Series. he loves the game. He loves the game. We all know that, right? We know anything about Kevin Costner. He loves baseball and the American modern West. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. A Western, uh, has there been a Western baseball movie? Uh, no, but you know who's going to make one, if, if there ever is going to be one, Kevin Costner, you know. Kevin <laughs> Tiffany Costner. <laughs> Everyone's just going to be Tiffany middle name now. Yes, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, um, loves the game. He has two Academy Awards, three Golden Globe Awards, a Primetime Emmy, and two Screen Actor Guild Awards. While wow. he pursuing his acting career he once worked at Disneyland piloting one of the boats on the Jungle Cruise ride so that sounds fun yeah if you ever went to Disney back in like the late 70s or 80s maybe Kevin was your pilot on the Jungle Cruise ride oh my Uh, god that's so crazy to think about right uh like his character on the hit show Yellowstone he owns a ranch but his is actually in Colorado and it's called the Dunbar Ranch so the one in Yellowstone is Dutton Ranch um and yeah like he loves that kind of stuff no surprise that he would be in a show about ranching um, and he is a singer as well, just like Richard. Well, he's musically inclined. So, um, just like Richard Tiffany Gear, but he is the singer in Kevin Costner and the Modern West, a country rock band. Oh, okay. Didn't know that. Yep. And at 18 years old, this is so interesting. And I wish I saw more about this, but I only saw it one place. So I need to look into it more. At 18 years old, he built his own canoe and paddled his way down the rivers that Lewis and Clark followed to the Pacific. 
So did it what? on 18. Yeah. <laughs> and built the canoe. I'm sorry. I'm getting my Google thumbs ready right now. That is extremely cool. Hot, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I'm dying. Oh. I'm fanning myself. Um, <laughs> wow. In love with him at the end of this, okay? <laughs> um, all right. His zodiac sign is a Capricorn, and as of May 4th, 2023, his net worth is estimated at $250 million. Wow. Wow. Not bad. Not too shabby. Yeah, and he's got, like, property everywhere that's also kind of, like, coming up in his uh, divorce is, like, he's got it in Colorado and in South Dakota and, like, Wyoming and California. You know, like, he's got so much... Um, real estate, and some business ventures, which we will talk about outside of acting. Okay. Kevin Michael Costner. Just Michael, guys. That's all. <laughs> this is so lame. So lame. I'm tuning out. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay. Tell us, tell us about Kevin Costner. Okay. He is an American actor, producer, film director, and musician. He was born January 18th, 1955 in Linwood, California, and grew up in Compton, California. He's the youngest of three boys, the second of whom died at birth, um, sadly. And his mm -hmm. mother, Shannon Ray, oh, sorry, Sharon Ray, was a welfare worker, and his father, William Costner, was an electrician and later a utilities executive at Southern California Edison, one of the power companies. Okay. Um, so humble beginnings, yeah. He was raised Baptist, and he was not academically inclined, but, like, loved sports, especially football. He took piano lessons, wrote poetry, and sang in the First Baptist Choir. Um, and so, you know, he excelled in other things that like weren't really academic um and he said that like he saw the film the 1963 film how the west was won at the age of seven seven and that formed his like childhood and probably like his future career too yeah totally totally um, so yeah, growing up uh, in his teenage years, he spent them in different parts of California because his dad's job like moved him all around. And he said that during this time, you know, he was a teenager, he lost a lot of confidence because he ha kept having to make new friends. Um, he like lived in Ventura, then Visalia, which are like very far apart. Um, and he attended Mount Whitney High School where he was in the marching band. Um, okay. And then yeah, eventually moved to Orange County, and he graduated from Villa Park High School in 1973, and he played baseball at Villa Park uh, High School, and after that, he went on to earn a BA from um, in marketing and finance from Cal State University Fullerton, which we talked about a little while ago, and while he was there, he, he seemed to get along with people, social, he was a brother in the Delta Chi fraternity, um, you know had a great time uh, in college. And he's like, like yeah. I said, he still like loves the baseball team and like, you know, invested to this day. Yeah. And I think this does remind me of Richard Tiffany gear because he also was like, just seemed well-rounded. Like a lot of famous actors, like, Oh, they were acting. 
like as the like that's what they were obsessed with as like children but he they seem to be more like they're outdoors and you're into music like poetry it's pretty impressive that you can like play an instrument and be such an amazing actor like I feel like you should only be gifted in one thing totally yeah totally okay that's like the perfect segue because um Kevin Costner didn't become interested in acting and dancing until his last year in college and a chance encounter with a big star kind of helped solidify this um oh okay so while he was in college last year in college um okay after he graduated he married his college sweetheart Cindy Silva who worked at Disneyland as Cinderella you guys Cindy (gasps) worked as Cinderella oh my god oh so she's like yes probably the most popular I'm loving this right okay so like this is like Orange County right to the max like everybody is yeah. somehow you know so yes um there, it's like throughout a theme um they honeymooned in Puerto Vallarta and on their way back on the plane they had a chance encounter with the actor Richard Burton you know of like Elizabeth oh. Richard Burton like one of the biggest stars ever uh, yeah so on the plane, he had purchased all the seats around him because he wanted some solitude. And Kevin had asked if he could speak with him after he finished reading his book and like, you know, wanted to give him time, um, you know, privacy that he wanted. And Richard agreed, like, after I'm done with my book, I'll speak with you for a minute. Um, and so Kevin had been taking acting classes at this time, but had not told his wife yet that he really wanted to be an actor. And um, so when he finally got the chance to talk with um, Richard Burton, he asked, you know, he's like telling him about how he wants to be an actor. And he was like, if I ever like, you know, became an actor at your status kind of thing, like what, like what would, what advice do you have to like avoid drama? Cause like he's had so much drama, you know, like Richard Burton in and out of the spotlight. He's like, what would you change? Or like what, what could you give me, you know, if I were ever to become like someone like you? And all Richard Burton really said was, you have blue eyes, I have blue eyes, I think you'll be fine. <laughs> Which, <laughs> ain't that the truth, like, in life, kind of? Like, yeah. Privilege, <laughs> blue-eye privilege. Exactly. Um, And after the plane landed... Burton's limousine pulled up to the curb where Kevin and Cindy, his wife, were waiting for their taxi. And uh, Richard Burton wished Kevin Costner good luck. And they never met again. Oh, wow. Yeah. Even after he became a big star. So he credits credits Richard Burton with partially contributing to his career, having agreed, um, you know, having agreed to speak with him. And after that, it was like, okay, like, I'm going to do it. He had taken a job after college as um, a marketing executive and was doing acting lessons five nights a week. But his wife, Cindy, um, seems like a class act, really. Uh, She supported him and let him quit his job after 30 days and um, his marketing job. So instead, he would like work um, like job, like random jobs, like fishing boat, truck driver, the, the, you know, Disney thing, giving tours of like the stars, um, homes in Hollywood, just so he could have like the flexible hours to do acting classes and attend auditions. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So he was, he was with the right woman for him (laughs) to get into that because I think a lot of people would be like, nope, sorry. 
uh, marketing and finance. What's happened with that? Yeah. 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 Wow. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, she seemed, you know, who, I don't know what her, her situation was, but uh, they seemed okay. So, uh, okay, his career, and I'm going to try to, like, go through this quickly and not bore you all, but, like, he's been in literally every movie, you guys. Like, there's just so many. Um, he made his film debut in the movie Sizzle Beach, USA. Oh, <laughs> and, no. Yep. It was filmed in the winter of... 78, 79, and then not released until 81. And then for some reason, it was like re-released in 1986. So this like re-release has like complicated the documentation of like what many people believe to have been his first movie, I guess. Um, like, cause there was like another movie that came out in this time. Anyways, it was Sizzle Beach USA. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> wow. Oh my God. I just Googled it. Wait, there's some pictures of him. I think these are him, but the guy on the cover, he looks older. Yeah, I don't think he was like a star. It was just like his first. Well, yeah, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen him that young. That's why I was interested to like Google yeah. this. Um, he, later, he was cast in The Big Chill and filmed several scenes that were planned as flashbacks but they were ultimately removed from the final cut. He was supposed to play the role of this guy named Alex, who was the friend who committed suicide. And that like event brought the whole cast together. So it seems strange that they would like cut that whole storyline out of the movie. But, um, but Kevin was friends with the director, Lawrence Kasdan, and he promised him because he cut his uh, role that he would give him a role in a future project. And that project was Silverado, which came out in 1985 and was a breakout role for Kevin Costner. So paid to wait for him. Um, he like starred later that year in smaller films like Fandango, American Flyers um, with uh, Kiefer Sutherland and Steven Spielberg's Amazing Stories. In 1987, that's probably when he really achieved movie star status because he starred as federal agent Elliot, Elliot Ness in The Untouchables um, and was also the leading role of the thriller No Way Out. Um, so that was like 87. Yeah, I mean, definitely like these late 80s, I feel like was his time because after that came Bull Durham in 88, Field of Dreams in 89. And um, at this time in 1990, he partnered with producer Jim Wilson to form a production company called TIG Productions. Um, and so, yeah, he's like out of this movie star status. He's got some success. He's going to start producing his own films. He definitely has interest in directing at this time, too. And one of the very first films that his production company did was Dances with Wolves. And oh, yeah, so good. So good. And he directed and starred in it. The film was nominated for 12 Academy Awards and won seven, including two for him personally, Best Picture and Best Director. Um, so yeah, wow. I didn't realize he directed that. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, he's done some a, a lot of directing. He is quite an accomplished director. Like, and, and I feel like that's like, you know, Brad Pitt is doing that now. And like I, Jason Bateman, you know, I feel like that's just like naturally the next step of these like, ultra famous leading men because then it's like after a certain time you're like okay I'm good like I don't need to be playing these mm -hmm. you know the leading man of the like I'm gonna 
Yeah. I want to start doing behind the scene. I'll finance things. I'll fund them. Like, Absolutely. You can have your vision. You can see it out now that you're successful. And this was one of his like very first like directing projects. So the fact that wow. in, um, the Academy Award is pretty impressive. Yeah, um, totally. Yeah. And then so after that, there was Revenge in which he starred alongside Anthony Quinn and Madeline Stowe. Um, and then we get into the 90s, which is probably also like when I first knew Kevin Costner, okay, really, like, probably was Field of Dreams, was, like, I got Field of Dreams yes. on VHS tape from McDonald's. <laughs> yes! Remember when they used to have, they don't do stuff like that anymore. McDonald's used to have the best thing. Yeah. Like, you got a Happy Meal, you could pay maybe, like, I don't know, $5 more or something, and they had, like, five VHS tapes you could choose from, and my dad got um, Field of Dreams, and that's when I, that's probably the first Kevin Costner movie I ever saw, so. Yes, oh my god, we had so many of those movies, they used to do that all the time, they had great and those big glasses, they, remember they used to give, like, glass mugs, yeah, <laughs> from, like, the Flintstones movie, yeah. like, I think there's still one of those at my mom's house, <laughs> I, they had the best, the best promos, they don't do that anymore, like, I mean, I don't oh. know if Field of Dreams was even, like, appropriate for kids but <laughs> whatever no totally I remember I mean did it matter it was the 80s kids were watching you know whatever yeah whatever they could get their hands on Max. <laughs> yeah. oh my god I'm dying oh yeah okay so then early 90s are things like Robin Hood Prince of Thieves JFK directed by Oliver Stone The Bodyguard um <laughs> ever hear of it Clint Eastwood's A Perfect World this is like 91 91 92 93 you know huge box office my god did this man ever stop no no <laughs> this is insane like okay come on let's go this is you had to be like doing some of them at multiple times I would think you know just the way that production goes you know yeah yeah uh, that's what I'm thinking he didn't stop yeah then 94, he's in Wyatt Earp. Then, then he has kind of like a little downfall <laughs> from there. <laughs> you are so sad right now. You, you yeah. like don't even want to bring it up. You're like, well, oh, I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> then it's Waterworld and the Postman. Okay. No. <laughs> My brother, Danny, was obsessed with Waterworld. Waterworld and I hated that movie. Yeah, that's the one that got better acclaimed. The the postman was a, a pretty large disappointment. Um <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That was his flop era. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like at least Waterworld got some like box office success. I don't know about like vertical success, but um <laughs> Yeah, well yeah, but I mean, yeah, it was super popular. I mean, everybody exactly. everybody saw it. Right. And it was different and original. Uh Postman was like about like a postman in the future, but like old west like i don't even know it ended up getting five golden raspberries and <laughs> got oh my god i don't even remember this movie and worst director i remember them like trying to promote it a lot but like yeah wait what was it called again the postman and he's like a Sorry, post i am like so into googling everything you're talking about okay. um no i don't think i ever saw this one. Oh, here's some images sounds like i can miss it um it's because his stupid hat. Just Google the image and look at his dumb hat. Yeah, I know the movie poster like, in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, there, there's like images of him with this hat on. It's all like lopsided and like derpy looking. That's what it is. People couldn't get over the hat. <laughs> and this is when like Seinfeld was big. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you got So be people get stuck hat. on things. Careful with your hat choices. Uh, okay, before I mean, yeah. on his like basically IMDb page, <laughs> um, I just have to do a side note about the bodyguard because this is like another thing I love about Kevin Costner. Um, so some fun facts about the bodyguard. I love that movie also. It's great. Um, you know, thriller from like 90s, you know, if you like that era. Um, so yeah, he was like set on having Whitney Houston star in the movie. And he waited a whole year for her to become available and said he would not do the movie without her. Um, oh my God. Even though production companies and whoever else really wanted there to be a white leading woman. Oh. <laughs> and he told Whitney, he like sent her a note and was like, I am not, if you don't do this movie, I'm not doing this movie. And, you know, so. Wow, wait, and this is his movie? He directed it and everything? Uh, I don't know if he directed it, but, like, he was, like, already, like, basically attached to it, I think. And was, like, maybe he produced it. He had a lot of say in it. Um, okay, right, right, got it. I'm going to walk away and, like, they're, they're going to have to start over if you don't do it, you know. Oh, it says Mick Jackson was the director. Okay. Yeah. So he oh. was so the one who found Dolly Parton's I Will Always Love You and suggested that we yes! movie. Yes, that's right. I think we talked about that. Yeah, it was in that uh, Dolly Parton podcast, like that he was the one who kind of found it. And like there was they were trying to do like original songs and like nothing was working, you know, nothing was good enough. Found it, brought it to her. Um, yes, that's right. They were very, very close friends until her death. And they both grew oh. up in the Baptist church. And that's why he felt like they had such a close connection. Um, oh. I'm like getting chills. <laughs> I Kevin, know. I'm like going to cry. He sent her Whitney letters, hoping to help her when she was struggling with addiction. But he said he doesn't know if his letters were ever read. Um, oh, my God. I'm literally going to cry. And when she passed away... Whitney's cousin, Diane Warwick, invited him to do a eulogy at her funeral. She, he was also a palm bearer. And if you need a good cry, watch this. It's like 20 minutes long, but it's so worth it. I've watched it because I'm a freak. And <laughs> it's good. Like, if you really just need a good cry, like, it's beautiful eulogy. Um, and after she died, Kevin said publicly that Whitney was his one true love. So. Oh, my God, duh. Okay, see, that's the movie we need. Yeah. Yeah. Their friendship, like their yeah. relationship. Mm -hmm. Totally. Oh my God. Someone do that. <laughs> Someone get Kevin? on. Kevin? Kevin? Yeah. Hello? <laughs> do it for Whitney. Um, yeah, so I just like love that little friendship and, you know, uh, side note. But um, okay, back to his like, you know, hit after hit in the 90s. He um, also was in Tin Cup. Um, God, we're still in the 90s. Yeah, but yeah. Let me get comfortable. Let me let me move. I'm getting yeah. bed sores. <laughs> Gonna try to get through this. Yeah, Tin Cup about golf. It's got Renee Russo in it. I can't stand her, but my husband likes this movie. Um, 
And uh, he was also like, that's the same actor who did Bull Durham early on, another baseball movie. Oh, oh, this is interesting. He developed the film Air Force One and was set to play the lead role of the president, but ultimately decided to concentrate on finishing the crappy postman instead. <laughs> and Oh, my God. And so he personally offered the project to Harrison Ford. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So then in 1999, he starred um, in Message in a Bottle with Robin Wright, which is a Nicholas Sparks um, novel remake. And in the 2000s, he went on to do like 13 Days, Open Range, which was a Western, um, The Upside of Anger, which I re- I recently just watched, has Michelle, no, not, not Michelle Pfeiffer, but she looks like Michelle Pfeiffer, someone in it. Anyways, it was good. Um <laughs> Had a twist. Uh, he was also in The Guardian and Mr. Brooks. And then um, his production company changed in 2008 from TIG Productions to um, Treehouse Films. And after that, he started doing Swing Vote, the movie. He also starred in Rumor Has It with Jennifer Aniston. Um, and on September 6, 2006, he was honored at the Grauman's Chinese Theater in Hollywood, where he had his hand and footprints um, encased in concrete. So 2008, or sorry, 2006, uh, you know, seems so long ago, and he's still done so much since then. Um, I I know. I'm like, God, okay, we still have a lot of time here to fill between. Like later in the 2000s, he was in the Hatfields and and McCoys, which was a um, three-part miniseries on the History Channel. And this was like a big deal for, you know, his career. It brought in 13.9 million viewers and it also got him the 2012 Emmy for Outstanding Lead Actor in a miniseries. Yes, I remember hearing about this, but I didn't have cable, so. I never saw it either. I remember it being a big thing. Yeah, he got a Screen Actors Guild Award. Um, He also got a Golden Globe Award. So, yeah, big. What was that called again? It was the Hatfields and the McCoys. The Hatfields, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I completely remember that being, like, in the news, but mm-hmm. so I'm sure it's streaming somewhere now. I could probably watch it if I wanted to. <laughs> right, I know, yeah. I, I, like, totally forgot all about it, um, but I do remember it being a big deal when I reviewed the, or was researching this. Um, he also did, like, some spy movies in the 2000-2014. He did Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit. He also did the thriller Three Days to Kill, and then he did the football uh, drama Draft Day. Uh, let's see. He did McFarlane USA where he was a cross country coach and he was also a, um, fictional character in the NASA space task group or at a NASA state. Sorry. Gosh, he was a fictional character who played a NASA space task group supervisor in the movie. (laughs) Oh my God. What? Yeah. Like, why did I even need to give his title? (laughs) Because you have to. Wikipedia said so. It's Um, part of his journey, okay? It's his story. Yeah, so he was in Hidden Figures, uh, McFarlane USA. He usually takes on a lot of movies that are, like, often about um, marginalized people and groups, you know? So that's always something that, like, I appreciate about him, too. Um, And then probably what he's most known for recently, which started in 2018, was that he started producing and starring in the television series Yellowstone, 
um, which is the first regular TV role of his career. Like, is he leaving? Is he not? I don't know. I keep hearing it. It's like the most popular show out there. I don't know why he would walk away, but there's been some rumors. Yeah, something's going on. Yeah. What do you know, Kate? What do you hear? Well, I have heard on all my, like, you know, pop news daily uh, podcasts that I listen to. But there is chatter that he has gotten a cast, a fellow like cast member or someone working on the crew of Yellowstone pregnant. And like, that's why he's going through this nasty divorce with his wife. Mm -hmm. Um, Uh, Yes, yes. Yeah. So there it's like, you know, from his camp, deny, deny, deny. But it's like. What is going on with him right now? Like he's going through this big divorce. They haven't even finished. They haven't even begun to shoot the second half of their final season because Uh, Kevin Costner is refusing to do something. Like there's something that he's not kind of like signing off on or whatever. And people are like, is it because this crew member is pregnant by him is it because he has like creative differences and doesn't like how you know the they decided to end the show but he's a producer and like the star actor so if he says no yeah you know they're kind of screwed like what are they going to do also yeah. now there's a writer's strike so even if they do come to a deal like they still can't even start filming oh the my second God. half of the last season so it's like there's this huge big drama and I've never watched Yellowstone again. I don't have cable, uh, <laughs> but um, I think you started watching it. Right. And you intend on finishing yeah, that was when it used to be on Peacock because randomly we only had Peacock in our bedroom TV and we would like fall asleep, like, you know, because we would, yes. you know, but so like, I think I would like it. I want to get back into it because it's like the rancher version of succession, you know? So yes, that's what I've heard. Yeah. yeah. But I, yeah, I haven't seen hardly, I've like seen literally three episodes. That's it. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's ever getting an ending, so stay tuned for that. Mini series. And this is such an interesting thing. Like we could go on so many different tangents because it kind of sounds similar to like, um, Jason Sudeikis and Ted Lasso and like how he didn't really want it to end or he did want it to end, but other people didn't want to end it. And he was like dragging it out. And like, I don't know, just like back. Oh, really? Oh, I never heard about that drama. Like such a perfectionist. And there were, yeah, like he was the one that was like holding things up basically. Yeah. I mean, I could see if, if Kevin Costner was directing dances with wolves as one of his like first things, like I'm sure he got to that high of a level so soon because he probably is that perfectionist type. And I feel like a lot of people who get really in these like higher up positions, they are perfectionists and they, that is like part of their drive to like keep mm-hmm. going, keep going. So if he is not agreeing with something that they're deciding, I could see him just being like, Nope, I don't want my name attached to this anymore. I'm out. Like, but it's also figure like figure it out without me. 
Nine is working. Like this is like the most popular show out there. They've made all these spinoffs about you know yes. from. I know there's like five spinoffs and the show's not even over yet. It's insane. Yeah. It's insane. So it just seems strange, you know. But yeah, there's definitely more going on there than um we know. But okay, yeah. Let's let's like talk about his divorce for a little bit. So I mentioned earlier he was married to his first wife, Cindy Silva. Um from college and they had two daughters, one that was born in 1984, one in 1986, and then a son born in 1988, but they divorced in 94 after 16 years of marriage. Um, now he is married to, um, this woman named Chris, well, he's getting divorced, but his second wife is this woman named Christine Bumgarner. They got married in 2000. Hang on, wait, time out. Because wasn't Richard Tiffany Gears White current wife's last name Silva. I wonder if she's related to Cindy Silva. Oh yeah, I was Silva. Although I think she was like Spanish, you know. <laughs> oh Spain. sure, sure. Uh, Cindy. <laughs> I don't think Cindy is like a Spanish name. Maria Baldwin situation. Who knows? <laughs> oh my God. Ugh. Don't get me started on Iraria. <laughs> Don't Anyways, do it. Uh, yeah, so his new his new boo, new wife, Christine Bumgartner, they got married at his ranch in Aspen, Colorado, and they have two sons, born in 2007 and 2009, and then had a do- daughter born in 2010. Were you going to say daughter? I was going to say daughter. <laughs> like Teresa, daughter. Yep. I, I, ha- I just watched the all of the Jersey Housewives. Oh, my God. I cannot. I would have... I would probably have to go to like the psych ward. I'm not kidding. If I had to watch Teresa Giudice on television, I cannot stand that woman is out of her mind. She is. I can't do it. She, she affects my mental health. Like just seeing a picture of her anyway. Well, all they dream over each other. It's like worse than all the other. Yeah. I, I, I like, I can't waste my time on that it's like insane I can't I can't even look at I I literally am laying in my bed with my hand over my forehead like I'm fainted <laughs> I'm like it. not well <laughs> get back to Kevin Costner how did we even like get on Teresa do, do okay. <laughs> okay anyway okay so yes Christine Wilmgartner filed for divorce this year earlier this year 2023 um, and there has been some breaking news headlines about this just recently. You guys, this divorce is not amicable. All right. Um, I think. And in- I just want to reiterate him, like having this whole Yellowstone drama and this news of this divorce literally happened like at the same time. Right. Like I don't know if it was the same <laughs> week, but it seemed like looking back on it, like it was in the same vicinity. So like uh, the timing, they have to connect uh, to each other. And I don't think he wanted to get divorced. Like she wanted the divorce. Um, but the latest thing is, and I, I'm gonna like it's gonna sound like I'm taking sides here, which I probably <laughs> am. So, <laughs> uh, okay. Christine is refusing to follow their prenup. Um, she's saying that Kevin is trying to evict her and their three kids, um, except for the prenup that she signed says that he ha- she has to leave their house, their property, 
within 30 days when she's filed for a divorce. So she filed for divorce on May 1st, but still hasn't moved out. Um, and she's taken the position that she will not move out of the, of the house. Oh my, and what a crazy thing to have in your prenup. Like, oh my God. Uh, so, you know, like her too, right? Like, it's not like, okay, get out and you're on the street, you know? So, um, yeah. Yeah. So right. Yeah. 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 She has like various, like she needs, she's saying she's not moving out until like he agrees to various financial demands, um, and uh. stuff like that. Um, but like in Kevin's legal declaration, he has said that he has already paid her $1 million after she filed for divorce per their prenup, which, you know, he had to do. And she's ignored multiple requests to move out uh, of the home. He said he will give her $200,000 towards a down payment on a new home, cover the cost of her mortgage, property tax, insurance for a year, which is all in their prenup. And he'll contribute $30,000 um, of child support, which is his obligation, and help secure a rental uh, in advance for $10,000 for, for moving costs, you know. And he has also claimed that since April, she has just, like, withdrawn money from his bank account and, like, charged it to credit cards up to $95,000 for, like, lawyer <gasps> fees without any like notice to him so oh my god I wonder though it makes me wonder if she has just been like stay-at-home mom raising the kids like he's off on sets he's like she has put her whole life probably into like raising their family I think she so was, like, she... model or something I can't remember what she was but yeah that... oh true yeah. I'm sure she was probably a model yeah. yeah that makes sense but like if she's not working she's not making money so she's probably like I want to divorce you but also like right and she probably knows like he'll have to pay those you know back and like you know if, if she wins the divorce anyways or you mm -hmm. know like you have to pay for legal fees kind of thing um but yeah it just sounds like really ugly um yeah. and like he has a proposal what that's saying that he's pay he will pay a hundred percent of expenses for their children um he wants like a summer va visitation schedule and they their kids are all teenagers you know um, and so, yeah, it's like, it just kind of sounds like she is not following this prenup. It's like, it sounds really messy when you have a prenup. Sorry. You have to sign it. You have to follow it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we'll have to see what happens with these two, but like, that's been the latest thing in the news recently. And we'll have to see what happens if he comes back to Yellowstone. We'll have to see if there is a an old new dad alert coming out with him fathering a child, just like we were talking about um, Al Pacino and the likes last time, but uh -huh. we will see. Um, okay. A few more things about Kevin Michael Costner that I thought were interesting. He has um, some business interests outside of like acting in Hollywood. In 1995, he developed this oil separation machine based on a patent he purchased from the U.S. government. And what? Yeah. And so like it wasn't like a really of interest until the Deepwater Horizon oil spill when BP took six of these machines from his company um, that he owned like an interest in. It's called Ocean Therapy Solutions for testing and then they like started leasing these for um 32 of their oil water separation devices 
So it, it, I think it like extracts the oil from the water, basically. Um, wow. So if you had a oil spill, you would need that. <laughs> um, so interestingly. And so he bought the patent for that. He didn't like come up with that. Yeah, he bought the patent and then developed okay. like it has like a share in the company. Yeah. Um, wow. And then these other two people, one of which is Mr. Stephen Baldwin and another man named Spiron Contiguris, <laughs> they also were part of this Ocean Therapy Solutions, and they actually ended up filing a lawsuit against Kevin Costner because uh, he sold this company, and they like, well, sorry, he didn't sell the company, but when BP came on and took that large purchase of six machines. Uh, they were negotiating, you know, for that big, large deal. And these two, Stephen Baldwin and Spiron, say that um, they were told, like, a different timing like that, that the negotiations and testing were still going on. And so they sold their shares when in actuality, like, I think, like, the deal had already happened. So, like, basically, they were saying that they could have gotten a lot more money and that Kevin Costner wasn't being transparent about the negotiations. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah, but a federal jury in 2012 in Louisiana deliberated for less than two hours and sided with Mr. Kevin Michael Costner saying that wow. these multimillionaires just need to be happy with their multimillions and not worry <laughs> about the other multimillions they could have had. <laughs> yeah, there. so there's this um, docu-series. No, no, I don't think it was a series. I think it was just a little a documentary about... I think it was called American Pain, and I believe it's on HBO, and it's newer, so, you know, it was in, like, the, on the main page when I opened it, and it's basically about, like, those pain clinics they open in Florida, well, I think uh, there were, like, in different, different um, states, but, like, these two twin brothers were, like, insane like opening pain clinics and just literally handing out like hundreds of Oxycontin type pills to anyone who came in. And then, so, you know, they ran this whole scheme, this whole business and they got found out and did time in jail. And this one guy who got in trouble for it and he's like, on house arrest now, like after he did his time in prison, like, I don't know, but he said, you know, yeah, I think what we did was wrong, but like, we're the ones who had to do time in prison when the, these big pharma companies right. are making 3 billion Oxycontin pills, like for pharmacies, like they should know there's no way they should be making that many. Right. So like, why weren't they looking into. Mm-hmm. Why doesn't it go to the top? This? Yeah. 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 Like, cause they would never have to serve any time for that. They just like, they're the ones making money. He's like, he's like, what the money we made from it is peanuts compared to what they're making. I don't know how I got here, but we're here. <laughs> Anyway, I'm waiting for the Kevin Costner tie-in. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't even remember. 
We're just talking about millionaires doing millionaires. <laughs> like, thank you, Sauvignon Blanc. Okay. All righty. Well, back to. <laughs> <laughs> I swear uh, to God, there was a point, and I don't know. Just don't need more money. That's the point. Uh, <laughs> yes. Thank you. Yeah. So the other business ventures he has, which is interesting because this man, as you know, loves the the West, the American West. Um, in 2004, he opened um, this thing called Tatanka, Tatanka, the story of the bison, one mile south of Deadwood, South um, Dakota. And it's like this educational, emotional place for people to learn about America's westward expansion um, it's like 3,800 square feet of interactive uh, exhibits, retail food, uh, a theater, you know, graphics, all about like the bison and its relationship to the Plains Indians. Oh, so, that's so cool. That sounds uh, really cool. <laughs> so he just wants people to learn more about that. He also opened um, in 1991 a casino called the Midnight Star Casino and Restaurant in Deadwood, South Dakota. And at that time, he hired this couple, uh, Francis and Carla Cavanaugh, to manage the establishment and gave them each, out of the generosity of his heart, 3.25% ownership in it, paid their salaries and their bonuses. Um, he later like terminated their employment in 2004 and asked them for an amicable disassociation of the business but they declined and like took him to court and um they like won in the lower court but then he appealed and they lost and so he was able to close it and sell the establishment in 2020 so oh my god this reminds me of no just kidding <laughs> this reminds me of this docuseries i watched on casinos <laughs> Uh, and then the most recent thing I saw, which like makes so much sense. I don't know why he hasn't done this before, but um, in 2020, he joined the new audio entertainment app, travel app here, here, like H-E-A-R-H-E-R-E as co-founder, podcast narrator and investor. And he narrates some of the audio stories um, on this app for travelers on road trips across the USA who want to hear about people, places and histories of. The oh, that's so cool. While they're on their travels so like while they're on the road trip like what are you like you can listen to like where you're driving through oh my god I love that and he's got a great voice great voice he does soothing <laughs> soothing voice yeah um okay and then let's quickly I'll touch on his political activism and philanthropy because like uh Richard Gere he is uh a little not as much as Richard Gere but definitely you know dabbles um Early in his life, he was a Republican and a supporter and friend of Ronald Reagan. They used to play golf together, um, but he switched his political affiliation in the early 90s. Um, and since 1992, he's financially supported a variety of Democratic politicians, including Tom, um, Al Gore and Tom Daschle. Um, but every now and then he'll still throw some money to like some Republicans. He also like recently endorsed Liz Cheney in Wyoming. Um, in 2008, he publicly said that he has no ambition to run for political office because I think he gets that question a lot. And he says, I've lived quite a colorful life, um, you know, but has no ambition of doing that. Ugh, um, I know. It's like, why would you want to get mixed into politics uh, these days? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Smart man. Um, he also campaigned for Barack Obama, visiting various places in Colorado, um, where he has a home and a ranch. 
And in his speech campaigning for Barack Obama, he like really strived or, you know, really spoke to young voters about getting out to the polls. And he said, um, you know, we were like of his generation, he said, we were going to change the world and we haven't. Um, my generation didn't get it done and we need you all to help us. So trying to inspire yeah. young Ugh, that's just yeah. what each new generation is just going to have to keep saying the same I, right? thing. I, exactly. It's that <laughs> true. Um, in 2014, he sent a tribute to British troops serving around the world, thanking them for their work. And um, in 2019, he endorsed Democrat presidential candidate uh, Pete Buttigieg um, and later on supported Joe Biden. Um, so, yeah, he's been like pretty politically involved. He even narrated a commercial for J.D. Schloten, who was like a Democrat running for U.S. House of Representatives in Iowa's fourth congressional district. So. Oh, wow. OK. Never heard of him. Good to for that person. Level. Exactly. Um, he also serves on an honorary board for the National World War One Museum in Kansas City, Missouri. And he's recorded a couple of radio spots uh, for that museum that were also aired on the Kansas City Royals radio network. So, like, where I, he's everywhere. He's, like, in Missouri. He's in Colorado. He's in Yellowstone. He's in Hollywood. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, what doesn't he do, literally? I mean, he's a leading man in all different ways of his and life. It's slowing crazy. down. I mean, with his yellow... No. Like, I mean, so the other thing I, I didn't mention, I glossed over is he's making like this um, four part like Western movie series that's like still coming out. It's going to be like four films total. So like that's all still happening um, in production. Wow. Yeah. He is not slowing down anytime soon. Wow. Wow. Yeah. He'll be one knock on wood around for ever just working, working, never stopping. We can only hope. <laughs> Very interesting. And that is Kevin Michael Costner, you guys. My uh, old man crush. I love him. I need to get into Yellowstone. I need to follow this drama, see what's happening with him and and his wifey. And let, let us know if you know any more, really. We, we need to know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. We, like, I just, like, dabble in the, you know, celeb gossip, so... I don't know the ins and outs. Let us know. Amber V, do you know? <laughs> I feel like randomly Amber V's like got her finger on the pulse of the Kevin Costner divorce Yellowstone drama. <laughs> I mean, we've seen it. It's like, like it was everywhere in the headlines. So it's like getting yeah. nasty, getting public. Um, but yeah, that is Kevin Costner, another leading man of the era. And um We'll be back, you know, next week with another leading man. But it's just like kind of crazy how you can keep working and make so much money and just like be a handsome, good looking, kind hearted man, too. <laughs> well done. Well done, Elizabeth. I will be back next week with our final leading man. Who will I do? I don't know. I don't know. So you'll have to stick around until next week to find out. We will see you then. Love you. Bye. Bye.